Superbrain is a labour of love. Alas, no podcast can survive on love alone. We don't have a sponsor, so we need your support for Superbrain to stay alive and kicking. You can make a one-off donation by following the Support This Show link in the show or episode description. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My name is Sabina Brennan and you are listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. In last week's Booster Shot, I spoke about how curiosity can be satisfied through the senses. And this week's guest, Kate McGrew, is definitely someone who likes to explore the world through her senses. So for this week's Booster, I thought I'd explore an interesting sensory neurological phenomenon. Does your name smell of oranges? What colour is six? What does the street you live on taste of? What colour is your favourite song? If you can answer any of these questions, it is likely that you have synesthesia, which comes from the Greek word meaning joint sensation. And it's used to describe where stimulation of one sense, for example, hearing music, sound, stimulates another sense, the sensation, for example, of colour or smell. I have no answer to those questions. I have a good imagination and could come up with smells for words and colours for numbers, but it's not something that happens spontaneously. I do not have this neurological quirk that's experienced by about 4% of the population. I've been reading about various people who have synesthesia. One guy, James, I think his name was, could taste his commute on the tube every day. Piccadilly Circus tasted of a picnic bar, the gooey toffee peanutty bit of it on the inside. And Tottenham Court Road tasted of a fry up. Yeah. And apparently Tottenham tasted of sausage, Court tasted of egg and Road tasted of toast. There are lots of forms of synesthesia. This tasty one is referred to as lexical gustatory synesthesia because the words are experienced as strong taste. It's just mad to me. I just love this kind of stuff. I wish I could experience it, but I don't and I can't. The most common types occur when letters, words or numbers represent different tones of colour. Colour is also often associated with sound. Now, Professor of Psychology Simon Baron-Cohen, yes, he is the brother of Borat actor Sasha Baron-Cohen, has studied the phenomenon, demonstrating that it is a real neurological condition. He's done this by using fMRI, so that's functional magnetic resonance imaging. So basically you go in an MRI scanner and then you do something while you're in the scanner and then they can look at your brain as it is functioning, carrying out the activity. So... Basically, they got a group of, I think it was six people with synesthesia and six controls who don't have synesthesia. And when they played sound to the blindfolded participants, 
the scans showed brain activity in the part of the brain associated with vision when sound occurred in the brains of the blindfolded synesthetes, but not in the controls. Other studies have shown that the brains of synesthetes are different to those of people without synesthesia, with the colour selective regions or regions close to the colour areas in the visual cortex lighting up in response to reading black and white numbers. But for controls, these same regions would only light up if those controls were exposed to colour in the real world. For those of us who have never experienced it, it just sounds like the maddest thing. Like there's another one here. People seeing colours when they swim and even different colours depending on the swimming stroke. Ha, it's just really, really mad. Synesthesia doesn't just trigger colours, smells and tastes. It can also trigger textures and bodily feelings. And Dr Julia Simner, Professor of Neuropsychology at the University of Sussex, she's studied synesthesia for over 20 years and she reported a rare case of someone. Oh, I really do feel sorry for this person. This particular individual, who actually also happens to be a professor, has an urge to form shapes with his body. I don't mean to laugh, but I can just imagine it's like something from a mad comedy movie. But this particular professor has an urge to form shapes with his body in response to different words that he hears. It's just mad and reminds me of my first drama classes, you know, where you're supposed to, <laughs> you know, be a tree. Anyway, Geneticist Julian Asher sees colours floating above orchestras when they play music. In fact, when he was a young boy, his parents used to take him to the symphony and he assumed that the house lights were dimmed so that everybody could see the colours better. Amazing. Must be incredible. Synesthesia does seem to run in families, but really rather interesting. What You might find that a mum sees music as colours, but her son might taste words. Some people with synesthesia don't realise that they have it. It just seems perfectly normal to them. I mean, we all have kind of bits like that. And it's only when someone else says something to you, you kind of go, well, doesn't everybody see colours with numbers? Um, it's not necessarily something you talk regularly about anyway. Then also, some people believe that they have synesthesia when they don't. And it's such a subjective thing then. How do researchers identify true synesthetes? Well, it's about consistency. Researchers show people letters and numbers in random order and they ask them to choose the specific colour from a really fine grain colour palette. They then repeat the same task a few times. The synesthete's response will be very close in the colour space each time, but the controls won't. And this allows the researchers to create what they've called a threshold of consistency. And they use this then to validate a synesthete. For every true, consistent synesthete who says they have synesthesia, there are five non-synesthetes who say they have synesthesia. Why would anyone want to say they have synesthesia if they don't? Well, it's kind of probably because synesthesia has long been associated with creativity and in a way sort of socially desirable. I suppose it's an interesting trait to have. In fact, there are lots of artists who actually say they have synesthesia and they don't. Probably what they have is really a fine grain appreciation for colour. They could also just simply be mistaken or indeed they could be just telling porkies. My name is Sabina Brennan and you have been listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. 
My aim for Boosters is to share insights from neuroscience, psychology and from my own life that might help you to better understand why we do the things we do, how we can reach our true potential and move from just surviving to thriving in life. If there's anything in particular you'd like me to cover in an upcoming booster shot, please do let me know. You'll find me on Instagram at Sabina Brennan and Twitter at Sabina underscore Brennan. You can, of course, also email me at info at superbrain.ie. For the price of a coffee, you can listen to Superbrain ad free over on patreon.com forward slash superbrain. I couldn't do this show without my brilliant editor, Emily Burke, and there'd be no point in doing the show at all without you, my wonderful listeners. So thank you for tuning in today. Tune in on Monday for another fascinating interview with an inspiring guest and on Thursday for another booster shot from me. My name is Sabina Brennan. You have been listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. 